Hello, mamas, and welcome to Bump to Mum, a podcast that has been created by me, Emma Coxhead, after the birth of my son, Louis. I realized that there was so much to learn, and it's hard to know where to start. Comfort came from me to speaking with other mothers and parents, and this is where Bump to Mum was born. Bump to Mum is a platform to share conversations we have with other parents, learn from experts in their field, ask questions, find answers, share experiences, and laugh and cry along the way as we try to navigate the maze of which is motherhood. Hello, I hope you are all having a wonderful week. I'm so excited to be bringing you this week's episode with Claire. Claire shares with us her journey to motherhood um, and how her postpartum has been with her little girl Gia. Um, At the time we recorded, Gia was about to turn eight months, so she'll be eight months old now. Um, I love this chat with Claire. Claire, it's one of those stories I think we have, you know, it's it's good with this podcast to show so many different aspects of postpartum and motherhood, the struggles, the things that people don't talk about. But on the flip side, it is also really nice to hear, um, you know, some positive stories and people having a really enjoyable um, time. I think sometimes those people can feel bad that they haven't necessarily experienced anything bad, but I think it's really important to share these stories. And that is exactly what it has been for Claire. Um, She had a pretty uncomplicated pregnancy um she did however have a traumatic birth um which left both her and her husband dealing with some trauma post that claire shares with us that journey for them but she also just shares how from that moment post birth it has just been bliss um she's just loving motherhood she's enjoying being off work just being with gia having slow days being at home um she shares with us what sleep has looked like for them breastfeeding, um, their journey into solids, how she's feeling about return to work. It's just a really good, fun mum chat. We have some laughs. We don't take ourselves too seriously. Um, and I really enjoyed this. I think Claire, you know, it's a really, it's a lovely side to, to share. And um, she's just so grateful for the time and the journey she's having with Gia so far. So let's get into the episode and I hope you enjoy. Hey Claire, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I would love for you to introduce yourself to anyone that's listening and tell us about your family. Hi, um, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I'm a bit nervous actually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I am, yeah, I'm Claire. I just turned 30 in May. Um, I've been with my husband Anton for coming up eight years and um, we will be married. We would have been married for two in Feb. Um, We've got our beautiful baby girl, Gia, who is eight months on Monday, and Aww. a little fur baby, um, Albie, who is three. He's a French bulldog. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and oh, I work for a property developer in the sales team, and I'm taking this year off for maternity leave, the full year. I'll be going back early next year when she turns one. Oh, amazing. <laughs> I love Gia's name how did you guys how did you come about that name um I'm pretty lucky like with Anton I kind of just like any name I liked I would just kind of say it to him and he'd be like oh yeah that's kind of cool and then I'd like say it a few more times and then he'd be like yeah no I really like that so I just I saw it somewhere like when I wasn't pregnant wasn't even having a baby and then um I just said it and he was like, oh, I don't know. I haven't really heard of that. And then I just kept kind of planting the seed. And then when I was pregnant, I kind of went through every girl's name under the sun. And then, um, yeah, we just locked it in and we both love it. And it like, I just think it suits her so much now that she's here. Like, I'm so glad yeah. we went with that. Yeah. And like you say, like, it's not a name I'd actually, like, I don't know anyone else called Gia, and, but I love it. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's so, it's so interesting because I like say it to people and they're like, oh, that's like, how do you spell it? Where's it from? And I'm like, people have heard of like Mia, Pia, Tia, like all the names. I'm like, Gia is like a normal name, but everyone's like, oh, that is so interesting. I was like, is it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love it. Oh, what's her middle name? Um, Ivy yeah. and then Rose. So Gia oh. Ivy Rose. Yeah, she's got two middle names like me as well. Oh, I love that. And so where are you at in your motherhood journey today? You mentioned, is she nearly eight months old? Yes, she will be eight months on Monday, the 25th. Yeah. So are there any kind of challenges you guys are facing or something you're particularly enjoying about Gia's age at the moment? Um, 
I'll start off by saying like I basically haven't had many challenges like I really am enjoying absolutely everything about motherhood and like I just I say that all the time but I like genuinely mean it like Gia is such a dream like we definitely got very lucky with her um the biggest challenge probably was just the adjustment like from uh from normal life to life with a baby and um Anton working full-time like obviously it's completely standard that's what happens when you have a baby but um just like you know trying to I used to like be quite a doer and like do all the activities in the weekend do all my appointments and do all the social outings and now like because I follow quite a strict schedule with her my days are very restricted like to what I can do and um it's not bad and by any means I, I I'm happy to do it but um that's just the biggest probably adjustment slash mm. slight challenge I've faced but yeah like I said everything about motherhood so far I am thoroughly enjoying like I just love spending every single day and I love like the slow slow days at home with her like it's it's just yeah it's the my favorite thing to be doing at the moment just being at oh. home with her yeah. That's so nice. And I know what you mean. Like the I feel like no one really can prepare you for the change that happens when you've all of a sudden yes. got to look after another human. It's like the biggest change you'll ever kind of go yeah. through, I think. Like Exactly. Yeah. You've it's only just, ever had to everything think about yourself. Hard. Yeah, everything's hard. Like if you want to quickly like you're like, Oh, I ran out of like almond milk, it's like, oh, I need to grab the supermarket. It's like, well, okay, I need to like make sure she doesn't she's got a clean nappy, get all her things put in the cart like just like not everything is as easy as it used to but that's that's just all part of it and yeah see, it's nice oh that's so good and like has there been an age or a certain stage that you have found like particularly more enjoyable or have you just genuinely loved all of it um I would say I kind of it, it was every stage went on I was like oh I love this like I don't I wanted to stay like this age forever and then like it keeps getting better but I think the main change that I really loved was when um she was quite a late bloomer for the um smiling so she would I would just try everything to get a smile out of her like just like I would just nonstop and she would just stare at me so blankly and I was like oh my gosh and like Plunkett would ask like oh so is she smiling at you and I was like um no (laughs) and like she would just like give me nothing and obviously I was still like oh my god you're adorable like I'm obsessed with you but like I just wanted like a little smirk or like something so she could like know that she could hear me and I was like oh god is it like is something like a bit wrong here but then um she just started one day it was actually Anton that got the first smile typical (laughs) on his way to work he was like oh she's smiling I was like no that's just a reflex that's not like an a genuine smile and then he was like no no look she's smiling and I was like oh (laughs) <laughs> my god and it was just like the gummy beaming smile and then ever since then she is just non-stop smile like she is probably one of the easier babies to crack a smile out of like which is oh. like the complete opposite of what she was but you could just do anything and she'll be smiling at yeah so that's probably my favorite stage was when she started giving me a little bit back and now yeah just seeing her little personality unfold Oh, so cute. I actually saw in your stories yesterday you had like her in the front pack facing out and you got her to smile and it was one of those smiles <laughs> that I actually was like smiling watching it because it's just such I a know. big, gummy, cute smile. I it's know. And it's like it starts with a little smirk and she's like, and then she like, can't help it. She's like, okay, fine, I'm, I'm going to give in. And it like just cracks a big smile. It's so cute. <laughs> oh, that's the best. It is definitely, I feel like when you start getting like, something back from them because like the first few months like you don't get a lot back like they're cute yeah. and they're lovely cuddles but when you start getting smiles and giggles and all that and like yeah it, that's when you really start to think like oh cool like I made yeah, this exactly cool yeah and everything that like yeah so it's, that now I'm definitely doing more enjoying that whereas I really wanted time to kind of stop when she was really little and now I'm like I can't wait to keep keep seeing her kind of evolve yeah Oh, and what was your fourth trimester like with Gia, like in terms of recovery from birth, um, breastfeeding? Did you get any of like the baby blues? What was all that like for you? Um, So she was like the typical, you know, sleepy newborn. So I just lapped up all the like the newborn cuddles and like, you know, took her everywhere with me and she would just be asleep majority of the day. And um, I loved that. I just like that was just like perfect and it was really nice to have that time 
at home like when we just got home from birth care and we could kind of like put her in the lounger and like Anton and I could like have dinner together and like just like kind of ease into it so I have like that really nice like time like getting used to it so I was really grateful that she wasn't like because when even when I was in birth care I would, would like hear babies kind of screaming from the other rooms so I was like oh dear god like what's like this is what's going to be like when we get home but like luckily when we got home she was pretty pretty settled most majority of the time or asleep so um that was all really good but um straight after the birth we did have uh, I wouldn't say baby blues, but both Anton and I kind of struggled a bit to process um, the birth. Like we were a bit traumatized by the birth itself and Gia's mm-hmm. entrance to the world. So we kind of had um, like a health scare with Gia in the last two weeks of um, my pregnancy. And then we were kind of prepared to handle that. And then the birth itself didn't go to plan. And then um when she entered the world, she gave us a real fright. So that also um, took quite a while for us to kind of, because we were just like, you know, first time parents, mm. we, were, we were nervous anyway. And then we were kind of just like, especially Anton too, because I was, I was kind of drugged down from my um, collarbone down with my legs up in the stirrup. So I couldn't actually see what was going on to Gia mm. um, straight after birth, but Anton could like get a front row seat of it. So he was like pretty rocked by that along with the, um, like we were like two or three night full nights down of sleep. So like I got induced oh. on like a, um, at 8 PM, I think on the night before I gave birth and then I gave birth, uh, 8 AM. So we were like that full night down. And then obviously the night before the indu- induction, we were barely slept because we were like nervous and you know that sort of thing and then um and then after she was born we both didn't want to sleep because we were scared to take our eyes off her so we were like doing the classic you know like taking turns trying to have some like I'll watch her and you shut your eyes for a few minutes but like we just so we were just that with the like sleep deprived and then like a like bit shaken up about her entrance to the world even though she did so she got a um a two out of ten in her apgard Oh, I think they called it, yeah, you know, the ratings they get in birth. Oh. Um, so 10 is like good and normal and zero is, you know, the worst. Oh. And she got a, she got a two out of 10 in the oh. first uh, one or two minutes. And then, um, but by five minutes she was eight and then by 10 minutes she was 10. So she bounced back incredibly well. And oh. basically when we were told about it, I was told about it afterwards. They said, you know, like there's going to be no long-term effects. Like you can kind of relax about it all. But it was because I just, I didn't know in the moment. And I was getting told this with my brand new baby. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh. So I was like trying to process what had happened without really knowing it had happened. And then yeah. um, just being so tired, you know, when you're tired, everything's terrible. So then that, oh. and then we were just so, so scared to like to take our eyes off her. So that was quite hard um, in birth care and stuff, trying to um, wrap our head around if every move or sound she made was normal. And then um, Mm -hmm. when we got home, um, I kind of, I'm naturally like quite a warrior. So like I get it from my mum, like I'm just like a stressor. So I was like, got these like overwhelming feelings of like, oh my gosh, like, you know, and it was actually just easier for me not even to go there in my mind and just... Mm -hmm take every minute with her as it comes because like I was just not going to cope otherwise so like it was actually quite a good thing <laughs> for my personality in general because I used to just you know like worry about things and it's like why yeah. like I, I, I'm so like in love and obsessed with Gia that I can't even let my mind go there because I'm like then I'm just gonna make myself suffer so I, I really yeah. took that took that on board but then Anton kind of it took a while for him to kind of be on the same page so for once in our relationship it was more me being like no she's fine she's fine she'll be okay like we can go to sleep like don't worry and like, yeah, he, was, like he was like being me it was like role reverse so it was really like different yeah. but um but then he he came around and you know obviously like as we got used to it we we both and like our amazing midwife and stuff talked us around and we were fine after that but that was pretty much the only low we had in that um, in that period and then it was all up from there and we never really we never really think back about it now obviously now that she's doing well yeah oh my goodness such a scary time and I think as well like you would have both like obviously terrifying for Anton to have to see that but like also for you you've just given birth like your hormones yeah. are like yeah. 
all I over know. you're exhausted it's honestly like I I feel like unless you've given birth like you really don't understand like even being told like news like that of something that you didn't know at the time like normally you'd be like oh wow that was hectic like but I was just like so shaken up by it like hearing the mm. news you know but yeah. but yeah it was all it was all part of it and yeah she bounced back so quickly which was of course um the best result and yeah we could move forward but yeah that was pretty much our only low was kind of processing that oh and fair enough but and like amazing how well she's you know like that that's you've been able to put that past you well like Definitely. not past you but behind yes, you yes, and yes. all up from here that's just yeah and like you said like it's taught you something as well like to like the fact yes. that there's actually no you there's no point yeah. in worrying as hard as it is to understand that like you can't control the future you just have to be in the now and, yeah. yeah and if something does happen that's what um this pediatrician told us we had to like follow up on the health issue thing that we had when she was pregnant and he, we were like telling him like that we were so worried and blah blah he was like why are you worrying he was like if something yeah. comes up you deal with it then he was like so yeah. tell me why are you worrying now and I was like good question like and even <laughs> just hearing him say those words like she'll be fine and if she's not we'll deal with it like then and then those like kind of words were both like yeah you're right so if something does come up and like with any child mother or child you know worry is something will happen but it's like you'll just deal with it as it comes and then you'll yeah no point of worrying twice they, they say <laughs> exactly that's so true on the note of worrying then like how did you find pregnancy because obviously that can be you know you just there's yeah. always thoughts going through your mind of like, oh, like I haven't felt the move today. Like, are they mm. okay? Like, how how was your pregnancy with Gia? I was actually, believe it or not, I was until I got that first. Um, I was really nervous to get that first um, dating scan to mm. hear the um, heartbeat, and then once we got the heartbeat, it was the twelve week, and then the nip test and the thing. Once I got past all those ones, and they they were all well, like, I was nervous but not like worried sick about it. Yeah. Um, once we got past those, I, I really didn't worry that something would happen like at that late stage, even though I can in some cases, but I kind of just, again, didn't let myself kind of go there. And even with the birth, like I'm, I, I do not do pain well at all. Like I'm such a wimp. And I was like, normally like if I was going into surgery or something, I would just like, you know, freak myself out about it. But like, I didn't even think about birth until I got to the hospital like we were driving to the hospital and I was like holy shit like, I'm about to give birth to a baby out of like my <laughs> vagina I was like what is going on like, I didn't even think about it so I I think it was better that I kind of had that mindset like uh, you know the um you know uh what's it called uh uh not not what is it knowledge is um oh not no yeah <laughs> what is I that know what you're trying to say <laughs> And you're like you don't know what's coming, so it's bliss. Yeah. So I yeah. was um it, uh, yeah. Oh gosh, what's the word? Well, yeah. it will come to us. <laughs> yeah. So I because I didn't really know what was coming. I was um I was fine, and I didn't. I tried. Not, I, I was worried about you know miscarriage and stuff in the start, but then I just keep telling myself like she's passing all these things well. There's nothing to worry about. And then when we did, um, she her growth slowed down a bit and um over summer. So then I was a little bit worried about that. And then my OB just got us in for another growth scan and her growth was perfect, but that's when they found the um health issue where they found some fluid in her bowel and some unexplained loop loop um bowel loops or something. And then Basically, yeah, they just said, you know, if you're going to look into this, it's going to have like some pretty nasty stuff come up about like lifetime illnesses and all that. So, of course, that way our mind just went, oh. you know, really bad. Yeah. But then we, we kind of put that to bed and we just, again, we went to the pediatrician before the birth. And then he was like, I can't really tell you much because you're giving birth next week and she's in your stomach and I deal with babies and she's not here like in a nice way he was mm-hmm. he was great but he was like he was like you know like we will I'll be there at the birth and I'll um I'll come to the hospital and I'll assess her right away and we'll deal with it then but like just hearing him say that like she's coming next week like what do you want me to tell you if there is something like if she is going to have one of these nasty things that is a, is a possibility what do you want me to do about it? Like she's coming and you're gonna she's your child. And I was like, yes, okay. Yeah. Like you've you've put it into perspective now. Like we will just handle whatever is coming next week. And then that actually really put us at ease because before that we yeah. were just like both really really upset because we had had such an easy pregnancy. Um, 
and then to hear that like in the last two weeks it really did ruin it for both of us and then mm. um, seeing it, Anton get really worried about it too made me worried because he is normally really relaxed about things like that and he was mm. yeah, he had he, done extensive research and he was yeah he was he was not happy about it he, well not not happy he was pretty distraught oh poor thing yeah, but, it, but it all worked out fine yeah <laughs> out fine. that wasn't even an issue in the end like she got assessed a few times after birth and that it had nothing nothing even came up to do with that so yeah it was, it was like <laughs> interesting if I had never gone for that extra growth scan I would never have had that um like I would never have known about the other thing and it would have ended up being fine anyway but yeah yeah and I mean you don't have to answer this question and it might be something you don't even know yet but like has your experience like you're on Anton's experience with that birth like has it changed the like I don't even know if you're planning you know you want to have more babies Mm -hmm. but like has it kind of changed your mindset there or is it one of those things that like further you get away you kind of forget no yeah absolutely I well I definitely do want to give her a sibling um even though we have said she's so like such a dream so far that like we would literally just be happy of just me Anton and her but we're like no we want to we want to give her a sibling because I that would be nice and like what we will of course another one another child if we're lucky enough but um it's definitely changed my perspective about birth I I I'm about 95% sure I will be getting a scheduled C-section next time just because I I had it was a planned induction I had all the things and like things still did go terribly wrong for us not not mm. her entrance like the you know I still had to go in for an emergent um almost an emergency C-section use the von Tuss, yeah. you know the vacuum you know yeah. like just like it, no, it was just like too. a yeah, and it's just like even though I was in all the we did all the right things and blah blah, there still was unexplained, you know, things and her heart rate yeah. was dropping. It was just it was just too much. So I think for me personally, knowing my personality, I think next time I'm just gonna if I do am lucky enough to get pregnant again, I will make the call early on with my OB. I'm getting yeah. a C-section and I won't even doubt the the possibility of natural birth because I'm I've done it. I didn't enjoy it. I am a bit traumatized by it. So yeah. if there's another option, then I would might look into doing that. Yeah. Absolutely. But, and like it's a it's your to call at the end of the day and I think it's you know it's I spoke to someone on the podcast a while ago and it's just like there's always been this like kind of stigma of like oh no you shouldn't have a c-section you should try to have a natural delivery and yes I, yes I get that but I also think like if you've had the experience like you've had and you've got that trauma like you don't need to put yourself through that again yeah. like especially, especially if you know like I know how I work I, I know that if I'm pregnant I will be thinking of like birth as like doomsday you know like I'll be like oh god it's yeah. coming it's coming it's like I don't want to be like that when I've got Gia running around, like, you know, I just want to be, you know, ready for the birth of my next baby. So I think I'm almost certain, and Anton agrees, he was like, that's totally your call. Like, but I, he, he can see why I want to do that as well. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's at the end of the day, it's no one else's, you know, decision. Yeah. It's absolutely always up to you. And, and Anton, just the most supportive husband ever, I'm sure he. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, what, what's breastfeeding been like for you with Gia or are you bottle fed mixed fed like how was that journey for you um oh that so that was one of when I read over the questions I was like that is actually one thing I wish I knew a bit more about before um having a baby because I kind of just like used to see people like whip their boob out like beautifully just breastfed a baby breastfed a baby out and about and like look so yeah. effortlessly doing it and I was just like everything about breastfeeding from the start like was not what I expected like it was first of all like so painful on what my left side was like it was like oh my gosh I had to like breathe through my teeth just to get through it like because my um uh it was just like really sore when she was like sucking and I thought and I was seeing all these signs in birth having like breastfeeding should be painless and if you're feeling pain you've damaged your nipple and all this stuff and I was like this is like so bad and Anton like said a comment once because I was like <sighs> like just trying to get through it because it was like the first like two minutes or so and then it would kind of ease off but it was always on my left side and um Anton was like, oh well you've just given birth so like surely this is all right and I'm like just because I've <laughs> been through like birth and all the contractions doesn't mean like now I'm just like equipped to handle every single thing that's painful <laughs> 
yeah but he was like he was like oh yeah true but um I so it was just kind of like sorting out the left boob also like I had no idea that when your milk like came in it would be like your boobs would pulsate and if if you managed to do like a three or four hour stretch in the newborn days like in the night it wasn't your baby waking up it was your boobs waking you up like and like leaking and like I used to have to wear I honestly had to wear breast pads up until like a month or so ago like just the leaking boobs the like awkward feeding bras like I just it of course I wanted to do it to do the best for Gia but I I just it didn't it's more it's not as easy as it looks and it isn't I didn't particularly enjoy doing it to be honest like I didn't really get that like special bond I just was doing it because I wanted to do it for her and would stick it out for as long as possible but I didn't really get that like gorgeous, you know, when people are like, oh my gosh, like I just love, I love this moment. And I'm like, oh, I don't, yeah, I just didn't really feel that connected in that way. I felt connected with her in every other way, but just not mm. particularly doing that. It gave me no difference if I was um, expressing and putting it in a bottle and feeding her that way. So yeah, so now she is um, mainly, I've just, I'm, I'm starting to stop my breastfeeding journey like now when she's, she's turning eight months on Monday and I'm mm. thinking of stopping. So she's, she's about, she's only doing about three or four feeds now and, and I'm kind of weaning it down to two breastfed and one, I mean two formula. So, um, and my boobs are basically like on the right track to stopping any time, any day now. So I'm, I'm really sticking with that. I honestly felt feel and felt exactly the same (sighs) that for like I'm still breastfeeding Louis once a day at night at the moment yeah but I've been I want to kind of finish that feed it's just kind of been like managing the drop in supply so that I don't have these like super painful boobs all day you know um but I was the same I never felt for me that breastfeeding was this amazing way that Louis and I bonded like I didn't have those feelings about it and for me it was it was how I fed him you know yes yeah you know give him food but like it's never been the way I bonded with him like I feel like I've bonded and I think everyone puts pressure on you to be like oh that's you know it's this amazing connection and you get it through breastfeeding but I'm like I've breastfed for over a year and that's not how I've connected with Louis that's how I fed him you know yeah no I totally agree especially and I always said like um when I when I didn't wasn't even like pregnant or anything I'd be like oh I'm just gonna breastfeed until they're having three three meals a day or whatever and they're like getting their nutrients from from food and that'll be like my time to stop and then Gia's been doing that for over two months now and I and it was kind of interesting because I was kind of always thinking I would stop but then it came around and she was eating the food and I was thinking well I don't really have a reason to stop I I want to keep going because why would I stop like other than me just not particularly enjoying it like and I kind of felt like oh maybe that's a bit selfish maybe I should just keep going and then I was just talking to my friends and stuff and they're like no you've done such a good stint like it's it's they're getting lots of nutrients from the food and the formula if you don't love doing it if you're not obsessed with it you've come so far you may as well start thinking about stopping and I was like yeah why am I still because I was thinking like okay maybe I'll get to close to one but then I was thinking if if I'm my original plan was to stop when she's eating, I don't know what I'm waiting for now. But um, yeah, yeah. And also, no. I found that the formula really filled her up a lot more than um. So I got gastro one day, and my mum had to come and help um and give her. She took uh so every feed was formula, and I think she was doing four or five bottles then, and um I had to pump because my boobs were like killing me. But um she just every nap perfect slept through the night that night I was thinking oh my gosh okay so maybe like my milk isn't filling her as as, and well also the tracking of it I guess like seeing how much she can actually take in one sitting in a bottle is much easier to navigate than breastfeeding yeah yeah it's 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 an interesting one because it's funny you even say that because I was always like right when I get to when Louis won that's it like I'm weaning Mm. that will be it but he's 13 and a half yeah. months away now and I'm still got this one feed happening and I'm like yeah. why am I doing this but I think you just get into these routines yes. and you like forget that you can change them like I yeah, don't know exactly exactly and also that's why I mean it's kind of like the whole one thing as well so first I had the mindset like I'll stop when she's eating solid and then I was like okay well if I get to one year like you know like that's a milestone yes. that's a good time to stop and 
now um Brie was like oh my god you're crazy because I'm thinking of stopping this month and she's um eight months on Monday and I was like oh like my boobs are getting pretty like light so maybe I should stop but I've just got to make it to the 25th so I can say I did eight months and Brie was like what the hell you're in your eighth month just stop now and I was like no like I'm just it's a mental thing I've got to get to her birthday which seems so silly but I was like I just you know I need to tick it off which is again so dumb but yeah yeah it's funny these things we get in our mind and like it's, it's like you said like any breastfeeding is amazing like and even if you don't breastfeed like that's doesn't matter but like we just get exactly this in our head and we're like we've got to do this and it's like but why no one else really cares and also, I know no one cares and also I would never judge anyone if they didn't just want to breastfeed and they did formula it's like I'm not judging them so no one's judging me so why am I like judging myself yes oh my gosh yeah. So true, but I also think that breastfeeding for me was like the biggest shock about having a baby. Like yes. the amount of time you spend breastfeeding, how long yes. it takes, the fact that yeah. they don't just know what to do and that you actually have to yeah. learn for like the first however long of like how to actually I do know. it. And also yeah. like I just thought they would go – well, I knew they would take a while to latch and all that, but it's like it was a real struggle. And then she favoured one side and like all the awkward positions. I was always like hunched over and – the other one was like leaking so much and like it was just it's just like oh it was it was a it was a journey to get there but now now that she's older and like she's been doing it for eight months she it is easy so now it, I guess that's why I kept going because I'm, I'm not having any of those struggles but then you really think about how much time you're actually spent on the couch breastfeeding when it's like when you do a bottle so when I started introducing one bottle a day I think around five months of formula just because it took me two pumping sessions to make a bottle so I was like um, pumping in a lunchtime nap and then pumping when she got to sleep just to give her her neck uh, express bottle and I was like someone was like oh why don't you just do one formula bottle and I was like oh no nah. I was like no nah, I'll just keep her breastfeeding for now and then I, and then eventually I was like okay I'll just give it a go she like hooned the first formula bottle she ever had smashed the whole thing back and then I was like okay this is much easier than me trying to get to like tiny little pump sessions to make up one bottle so I'll just do that and then um what was I where was I going with that question <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know. <laughs> I got sidetracked but yeah <laughs> oh well, what is how has solid been for Gia like how long because you said she's having three meals a day now like what's that been like for you because again that was something that I had like such great ideas of what it would be yeah. like initially mm-hmm. but it took Louie quite a while to get the hang of like food yes. and all sorts uh, I was so nervous to start solids also partially because I was like I I just love the ease of you know not having to be home for meal times and like doing yeah. a breastfeeding out and about or a bottle out and about um so I really pushed the boundaries because she was giving me no single um signals that she was ready either they said to look out for her like you know watching you eat and and she can't, she's only just recently learned to sit up on her own too. So she didn't have that strength, uh, trunk stability that they talk about and all the things. So I was kind of like, Oh, I won't, I won't rush her into this if I'm not ready either. And then, um, someone said like, Oh, you should really start before they hit six months. So I sat around five and a half months and she originally didn't like the, the sweet things like banana. She loved um, Avo and like she would kind of just like keep opening her mouth like she wanted more and more. And I was like fascinated by it. I was like, wow, okay, here we go. And then everything sweet. She was like, no, no. And I was like, oh, okay, that's good girl. Like, yeah, not like me who I like has such a sweet tooth. But now that I've tried um, quite a few vegetables and I've done a few fruits, um, she definitely only likes the sweet stuff now. So I'm because I used to give her like dessert after <laughs> after every meal. Like I'd be like, okay, you've done your veggies, and then like give you a little bit of um fruit, like pear or whatever. And then she's like, yum yum yum. And then it started. I was like, okay, well maybe I just like won't do fruit in a meal and see how she goes. And then she was like, no, nah. like so I'd have to start like giving her a little bit. So now I'm trying to taper back off the fruit just to get her back into like the, the boring or vegetables. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I haven't done any um, baby lead weaning at all. That's my fault. I'm just too nervous. Just for the choking. I know I, I will eventually have to, but I, for now I just, I'm spoon feeding her because I just, yeah, just too nervous to start. I'll start when, yeah, when she's giving me s- signals that she's ready for it. She loves the, um, those little wafer crackers. Um, oh, yeah. 
mum, yeah, so I think the reason she loves him so much, which is, again, terrible of me, is because she can grab it and then, like, feed herself and she just loves him and that gives me time to kind of get her um, meal ready, like, heated and cooled down to the right temperature and stuff and she kind of um, chews on those and then she's been looking at the spoon, like, even at lunchtime today, she was, like, kind of, like, give me the spoon and I was like, nope, 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 we're just going to just food feed. (laughs) But it's like I really should just let her, like, kind of explore her own, but, yeah. Not there yet. It's just getting your confidence up, right? Yes. And like trusting yeah. them that they like can like push food forward in their mouth if it's the wrong size and like all that sort of stuff. I just whacked my diary and just sent oh. everything flying. Um, <laughs> but I, I so know what you mean. It's about getting your confidence up with yeah. solid. Like, and just I will, I will do it. But just yeah. Um, and also, like, I've come this far, like two and a half months of solids of like making it a reasonably clean operation like I will you know like wipe her face after every um few and then like you know wipe down the surface of them like she'll and then I'll she'll finish having a meal and I'll like plonk her down somewhere and then I'll quickly clean up the table and like put it all away and do the dishes and then go play with her and it's like wow that is was like you know our house is still clean whereas like you see the other babies where they're having the time of their life like playing with all their food and feeding themselves and it's like there's food in every crevice of their of their, their body of the table of the high chair so I'm just like okay I'm gonna have to get a grip and actually like let her do that soon as well like let her go it's a bit wild hard to watch. <laughs> it's so hard to watch we started doing it with Louie like we'd do let him like go wild on a meal before his bath so he'd be just like in a nappy in the yeah. high chair so yeah that, like straight after we could just let him get as messy as he liked and then into the bathtub. But then it got to the point where I was like, right, he's having three meals a day. I can't just like give mm. him a bath after every meal. Yeah. Like how do I control this? Yeah, I know. I'm not, I'm not looking forward to that, but I will, of course, I, would, I will of course let her do it. Cause even, yeah, she, she's given me signs. She wants to go crazy and she, she can. <laughs> I'll just, <laughs> especially with summer coming up, it'll be good. Like we can start, eating outside and then like yes. you know, strip, strip her down so I'm really like grateful that that's like the timing has come up to that because I yeah winter wouldn't have been a vibe on the carpet and stuff like that yeah no definitely that'll be fun in summer just and then you can just literally like yeah bath outside oh, yeah. like all yes. outside bring her in or like a little paddling pool which will kill some time afterwards as well exactly and you've got a dog like our dogs our dogs have both actually got fat since we started eating solids <laughs> we went to the vet the other week and they've both put on weight and the vet was like oh have you changed their like dry food and I was like uh no but um our child now eats and they yeah. literally sit under the high chair with their mouths open it's like yeah, that's exactly because I'll be like has no interest in doing whatsoever like and we really were expecting big things. Oh. Him, like, to we watched all these cute, like, baby Frenchy like, videos and stuff. And we're like, oh, my God, it's going to be so adorable. He's like, no, nah. like, we'll just look at her and walk off. But now that she's got solids, he's like, hmm, okay. This little noisy thing <laughs> has got something I want. So he's actually started to take a little bit of a shine to her. And once she starts feeding and dropping food down, I'm sure they'll get on, like, a house on fire because he is, like, such a little hunger. And he's obsessed with human food. Like, <laughs> they will hit it off. Isn't it funny how Instagram kind of leads you astray with how dogs are going to interact with your child? Like, it's so split. Like, without Honestly, it was the biggest, like, anti-climax in the world. Like, we brought them home and we were like, oh, my gosh, like, they're going to meet. I'll be like, took one sniffer and he was like, yeah, and what's this? (laughs) 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 It's so funny because with our two, like, Arlo was the exact same. He, like had a look he was like oh yeah like okay not that phase they're here but you know I'm not obsessed but Austin is the polar opposite and has been obsessed from the day we've brought Louie home and like in the morning like to this day like goes into the room when we're getting him up and like puts his head through the cop bars and like looks at Louie and like it sounds super cute though but I I go crazy sometimes because he's just always there like he's just literally two centimeters away from yes. me all day and I'm like just yeah. give me space like yeah especially when you're trying to like yeah you know, juggle everything you're like you just back off like that's like one thing I've learned because I, I we were still are like so obsessed with Albie and like definite like fur baby obsessed but um I would never like 
get short with him before Jia. And now if he like does something annoying, like if he barks when I was doing the sleep track, I'm like, shut up, Albie. And like, <laughs> and then afterwards I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just said that. Like I would never tell him to shut up before. Like no matter what he did, I was like, he was an angel in my eyes. Can do no wrong. And now I'm like, you are definitely like, you know, keep yourself in check because <laughs> bigger things. Oh my God. I'm exactly the same. And I actually said to Luke the other day, I was like, Wow, I can't remember the last time I took a photo of Arlo. Like, and all my like, I used to do so many photos, and now I, I never know. take a photo. I had also I used to do that on the Instagram stories. I was like, I, but I was quite conscious at the time. Like, I was like, people don't actually care like about your dog like at all. But I was like, with babies, I'm I'm like, people surely care. Like, they're so adorable. But I'm like, dogs. Oh, I'm yeah. like, mm, there's a small, there's a niche people, a uh, group of people that's like this. <laughs> and then um, I would I would be obsessed with putting on my story, and now I'm like thinking, oh my gosh, I hate, I'd never post about his birthday this year of course we remembered it and celebrated it with him but I didn't post about it on my story <laughs> I've got two I'm posting about Gia too much I want to keep the, um, the followers happy without my spammy yeah it's <laughs> so good it's so true you don't believe it you're like no I'm never not gonna like be obsessed with my dog but baby comes along and you've got just that little less time for them now and yeah, they kind of piss you you mentioned um sleep training I'd love to know what your sleep journey with Gia has been like well, it's actually, now that you're asking in this point in time, it is going amazing. She, last week, uh, yeah, I think it was last week, she slept three nights in a row through the night. And then, um, that, so that was also why I was starting to taper off my um, breastfeeding because I was always doing the night feeds and um, and the mornings all breastfed. And then she slept through the night and I wake up and my boobs were fine. So I was like, oh, maybe I am like slowly losing my supply, which is probably good with how I wanted the timing of everything but she slept three nights in a row and my friends were like oh if they do it three nights you're set like they're gonna do it forever and I was like what I was like is it like I was like that's magic so then she did the three nights and I was like okay on the fourth night I was like let's see how this goes and she didn't she woke up um and then normally in the night I would just get up because Anton's got work I would just get up and feed her if it was after um because she would kind of always sleep before till like two three and then my sleep mm. consultant said if she wakes up like between three and six like she is genuinely hungry and a small feed you know pop her back down and I would just give her a, wake up give her a feed put her down she would go back out like a light and then I'd go wake her at seven so I really did not mind getting up in the night every night and then um because it was such a quick turnaround and then after the three nights she cried and it was like maybe 4 a.m and then I didn't even um tell Anton like the plan or anything and he was like Claire Claire she's crying she's crying and I was like yeah I know I'm leaving her for 15 minutes because I was like if that was in the day I would leave her and let herself settle because she knows how after the training but um in the night he was like oh she's she's like really crying and of course in the night like 10 minutes feels like an hour because it's like it's so silent and she's crying so I was like I'm just gonna leave her for 15 minutes and then I'll go in and then she she did pick up a little bit so I went in and I just tested the water so I just gave her a cuddle and then um put her back down and then she grizzled for a bit, but then went to sleep. So I didn't feed her and I was like, okay. And then in the morning she woke up a little bit, um, a little bit grizzly, like for me to hurry up and make her porridge. I, uh, I think I can't remember if she woke her or I woke her up. Um, so it was a bit of a juggle. Like she was like, give me my food. So I was quickly trying to get the porridge ready and cooled down in time. But um, she, now that she's kind of got, I haven't fed her in the night for over a, over a week now and she's absolutely fine in her morning she's definitely getting um like the hang of you know waking up and waiting 10-15 minutes for me to get her ready and mm. she the sleep training we did at um so oh actually we got a Kiritani nurse Kate Kiritani Kate and to come I can't remember the age but she was quite young and um I was I was so used to like you know like we was, have to had to set alarms to feed her in the night because she was a bit on the smaller side like not bad but just you know my midwife was like oh you should be feeding her every three hours and then I was yeah. setting alarms through the night and then um and then she kind of got past that and was at a healthy rate and she was kind of just sleeping all day and then up all night you know like yeah. every 45 to an hour and I was like I was just wrecked and Tom was in another room so and she was in with me and it was just like I'd go back to sleep with her in the morning and like it was just like kind of a gross way to live because I was just like kind of up all night and I was fine doing it but then I'd like sleep in all morning and wasn't and I was getting quite tired and a bit like you know a bit over like emotional I guess and then um 
I, I, I just got Caden and she like just gave us a um, schedule to follow and um, that really helped her do big long stri- stretches in the night and then um, she was also like really obsessed with her dummy I wouldn't oh uh, yeah yeah she was obsessed um <laughs> so then we kept up with the dummy and, and Kate was actually like you should get rid of the dummy but we were like nah she's too young I, I'm gonna keep it because it was just a nice tool to have like when we were out, yeah. and out as well and then um we did the sleep training when she was four and a half months with um sleep easy and that was hands down the best thing we could have done like she we, we did everything we t- moved her into the her cot Anton moved back into my, my room and she went into her cot we took her out of the um love to dream we um, took away her dummy you know all these changes but it all happened yeah. at once we made the room pitch black the white noise all the things and then um it was so so tough like especially uh, like like I mentioned Gia is like such a dream of a baby and like hearing her cry like that was really really hard for me because Anton was at work and I was thinking oh gosh why am I doing this like she's such a good baby like she doesn't actually deserve this yeah around around sleep time like I should just like why why am I doing this but then um Lisa who was helping me was amazing and she actually had a really gentle approach compared to some of the other people I had heard like she was quite she would let me um not let me she would say like you know you can you know well I guess yeah let me because she was in constant comms but um she would let me feed her in between you know the intervals whereas a lot of people just say no you give them a hug put them down whereas like that was a taking away the dummy she really needed that like sucking motion to like settle so like I would just pick her up give her a small feed just to calm her down then put her back down and then start the clock again and then I was actually in the room like on the floor (laughs) in the dark and she was um yeah and I just wait for her to be quiet and it did take the full two weeks for her to get the lunchtime nap and um now it's just amazing like just before our phone call I plonked her down she was wide awake play I put her in with her cuddly she was playing with it like shut the door not a peep like you know like, I used to have to rock her shush her cuddle her let her fall asleep like then you know if the dummy fell out put the dummy back in all that like she's yeah. just got the tools now and it's actually so I find it so good for her because if my mum like comes over and helps like and I have an appointment she can put her down without a fuss and she she's not scared of bedtime she like doesn't mind us going yeah. in there and saying good night and then shutting the door she'll she's found her thumb which she loves and that that she'll suck her thumb for a bit and drift off and it's like yeah really really glad we did the sleep trading even though it was really hard and on those first few days I was I was really doubting if I was making the right choice as a mum because just hearing her cry like that was not something mm. I was used to I know with people who have unsettled babies, they're kind of like, oh, I've heard this, this, these like wound up cries before, but I, I really hadn't. And it was, it was hard, but yeah, we pushed through and she did really well. Oh, that's amazing. I, we had the very similar experience with Louis. Like he was quite a chill newborn. Like he didn't like, he, oh, he cried, but like, it wasn't yeah. like, he wasn't colicky. He wasn't refluxy. Yes. So when we did the sleep training as well, I found it really hard. And I think when people talk about sleep training, they kind of maybe I was just going into it a bit naive I feel like people kind of glossed over the fact that they would cry a little bit or quite a lot and um so it kind of came as a bit of a shock to me but again I think it was like understanding what you're doing and like the fact like we did the same thing we like got him out of the swaddle in his own room got Mm. rid of the dummy like it's a lot of change right and we did the quite gentle approach being in the room so you can see them and you know they're fine but in some yeah. ways that was almost harder because you're like I want to just yes. cuddle you and pick you up but like I know I know the bigger picture right now and I know this is what we need to do and I know it's going to yeah. be long-term gain but yeah it's it's we're the same like Louis and yeah. G actually sound quite similar like Louis sucks his and, thumb like as soon as we got rid of the dummy and the thumb yeah. went I was um, so and like sometimes when I watch her on the camera and like she'll be like crying and then she'll like find her thumb and she's like oh, yeah. and I'm like oh, good girl like tick that off yeah. but, um also it was so sad in the sleep training right when they were crying and you'd you'd pick them up after you when you're a certain amount of time and then G would just like nestle into me and she was like oh god and like gave me this big cuddle and she'd be like oh, oh like sob and I was like oh my god and then like I started thinking she was getting traumatized by the mattress because like when I'd put her back down she would she'd be completely calm on me and then I'd put her down and then I was like oh my gosh she hates her bed like what am I supposed to do and Lisa was like no like that's completely normal she's not actually 
that smart. Like she's not going to know that, like, what, you know, she's not going to remember this tomorrow. And I was like, Oh, okay. Cause I was like, she's traumatized. I've traumatized this girl from her cop. She's never going to want to go to sleep in here. <laughs> and then Lisa was like, no, no, she's fine. And then the next day, yeah, she had kind of forgotten all about it. And she was like, no one's going to come for me in two minutes. So maybe in five minutes I'll get a cuddle and you know, yeah, it all worked out. Oh, so good. And it's like so good now as well, I think. And it's so, Interesting what you say about the boobs as well, because I know when Louis started sleeping through the night, everyone was like, oh, my God, amazing. Like, you must be feeling so good with all your sleep. And I was like, well, I'm not sleeping through the night. Like, I almost needed sleep training, so my boobs to chill out. So I actually yeah. could. I'd be awake in the middle of the night for a good hour or so. Oh, just my gosh, like, yeah. And also, oh. like, I would, like, leak through pads, like, in the night. Like, my boobs were just hectic at one point. Like, and it was just like, and then you'd wake up, and if she was asleep, I was like, oh, I need to quickly pump. Like, oh, my gosh, like, it's so full. But now um, it's quite crazy because I used to, like, wake up a few times in the night myself. And now, like, she slept through last night without a peep. And I was like, wow, I didn't even, like, roll over last night. I think I slept for, like, the full eight hours. Like, I woke up at 6.45 and I was like, oh, my gosh. I did. Like, the last thing I remember was, like, shutting my eyes. Like, I was in the deepest sleep. <laughs> so, yeah, it's good. Really good position now to be in, like, her sleeping through. Yeah, it's actually because obviously we've known each other for a while, and I'm just thinking back to your wedding which yes. we were at, and I was pregnant with Louis, and all the speeches kind of talked yeah. about like, you know, it's been so excited for you and Anton to have your own kids, but like, oh no, like Claire, you're gonna have to like, you're, you, I think like the general theme was that everyone knows how much you love your sleep, and like, yes, and yep, like, yep, I, and Anton is, if you think I'm bad, <laughs> Anton is like the king of like day naps like his his ideal weekend is like get up do an activity come back have a nap like he loves sleeping because he's like quite a light sleeper so he just loves napping and then everyone was like when you have a kid you're never gonna sleep like be prepared and I was like okay like don't freaking scare me into it but um it's it's definitely like those first you know newborn months however long they were waking up I was like I actually managed all right because like I said I don't mind being a bit lazy and I would just go back to sleep with her I didn't start my day when she woke I would nap with her in the day and I yeah. would it on but it was poor Anton that actually suffered in that because he had to go get up and go to work so that's why he moved into the spare room and it got a bit better for him and has he moved back has he is he back now that she is in her own yes room? no he's been yeah. he's been back for a, for a while for a while now <laughs> Like when, as soon as we started the sleep training, he was back in because um she was in the the um, Moses basket for just until we started, and I actually wanted to keep her until I thought six months, but she was actually getting too big for it. I was like, she'd wake up and she was kind of like on the side, and I was like, oh okay, she's getting, she's growing out of this little thing. <laughs> it's yeah. cr- crazy how quickly they grow out of it as well, eh? and then they start w- oh, like no. rolling into the walls and waking themselves yes. up a bit, which is yes. But it was quite no. easy because I like if the dummy fell out, I could just reach my hand over and pop it back in. But now it's just so good not having to rely on like a dummy and things like that. Yeah, oh, I know what you mean. And but it's, <laughs> isn't that interesting? I was talking about this the other day, and I was like, oh, it's really cute. Like Louis sucks his thumb, and people are always like, oh, well, you're gonna want to knock that on the head soon. Yeah. And I was like, why? Like, yeah, no, <laughs> I find it adorable, and there's absolutely no way I'm gonna get like interfere with that. Like, mate, I, I do find it quite weird. Like I'm not going to name anyone, but there is a few people who in this, you know, their older adult life, they still like to suck their thumb, thumbs. Really? Yes. <laughs> and it's like, okay, that is weird. Like, but that's a small percentage of people. Like, um, they do grow out of it. Of course they do. It's like anything. But yeah. I mean, there is, of course, a small percentage that will hang on to it for life. But I'm like, chances are she's going to need braces anyway. Like, I had braces. Anton's got veneers. Like, you know, I don't think they're going to, it's going to screw up too much of a teeth yeah oh yeah when people say that I'm like gosh let the let the little kid live you know like I know go into a like busy situation I immediately notice that Louis will start sucking his thumb like it just suits him it's like why the dummy and that's why I was nervous to the dummy way but like now if we're driving home and it's her nap time is approaching and she starts sucking her thumb I'm like okay this is good she's tired she's ready for her nap like we're on schedule today you know yeah oh my goodness how have you found like a lot of your like you've got lots of close friends that have kids how have you found like juggling keeping up friendships and keeping in contact with people who don't have kids because like that's something I find because your life changes (laughs) so much and like if you don't 
have a baby of your own, it's nothing against you, but you just, yeah, it's a different dynamic. Like how have you found that like with becoming a mother and like the change in lifestyle? I'm, I'm yeah, really lucky because obviously two of my best friends have, this is their second child. And I guess before their second, we were always kind of doing things with Billy and Maeve around. So we were kind of used to having babies in the scheme of things. And if we did want like just a girl's night out or whatever, we would do it after they've been, they're down for the night because they were sleep trained too. So they kind of like, once they were down for the night, we could, you know, go out to a dinner at seven or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I still can't, like obviously catch up with my other friends who haven't got babies just as much. And it's just nice to have Brie and Hannah and my sister who like I can talk about all the boring baby related stuff. And then it is nice to have my other friends who are obsessed with our babies, but also like a break of, you know, going through, you know, I, cause I'm like, we have a, um, a, a chat, me, Brie and Hannah, and it just goes off about baby stuff and it's like no one actually wants to hear this if you unless you have a baby so it's quite nice that I've got them to talk to about that and then when we're with our other friends we can really talk about other stuff and you know have have it and also it actually now that I'm home I have more time to see my other friends who don't have babies because when I was working um, full-time and then you know you only have the weekend so then Sunday to like kind of catch up and it's like then you do kind of go for a while without seeing all your friends but now I, I can go for a walk with some of my friends that who have um more flexible uh you know work hours and I can like have people over for an early dinner and then they'll see Gia and then Gia goes to sleep and then we can hang out like so yeah it's all working out fine I'm, I'm really lucky yeah this year that all my friends are kind of on board with the baby stuff that's so good and how I mean it's still a way off for you but like you're loving being a stay-at-home mum how do you feel about returning to work so I got my call last week from my boss about like what what's my plan for next year and I was like no like how has this year like disappeared so because I always say that the first year just flies by but I really didn't think it was gonna I can't believe I have an eight month old next week like I'm like Mm. she's almost basically one like um it's it's scary but I was quite, I went through a stage maybe like, oh, I, I get so bad with like t- time, but like I think maybe four or five months I was probably like, no, 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 like I don't want to go back to work. Like I'm just loving everything about being at home. Like I, I love being with her. Like every single day is like my favorite day. Like I just love being with her. And now that she's getting a bit more, um, like, you know, we can't just sit around at home. Like, you know, she wants to do things. And it's like, we go for a walk and our breaks. And then it's like, do we go for a second walk in the afternoon? And it's like, it would actually be nice for her to get some stimulation, maybe like at um, daycare or whatever else. And I can go do, so I'm going to return to work part-time, I think three days a week. And I think that'll be the perfect fit for me because three days of work is so chill. Like, and then you have four days off. So I'm going to do Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and I'm going to do um, an early start and an early finish. So I'll, and Tom will do the drop-offs in the morning and I will do the pickups just because I work in Only Hunger, so miss the traffic. And then, yeah, I just, I think it'll be quite nice for us all, like me to kind yeah. of get out of the house and do that. And then I've got four days, we'll do an activity, like we'll maybe do swimming or something on a Friday. Then I've got the weekend with Anton around and then Monday will be like, I don't know, a slower day. We'll go, whatever. Yeah. I'm not sure about the details of the days off, but then, we've got those three days in between that I can go to work, get a bit of like stimulation from that and then come home and be a G in the afternoon from like 4.30 onwards. So I'm, yeah. I'm actually come to a place where I'm like looking forward to starting work, which I honestly never thought I would say because I am just loving this time off like so, so much. Everyone was saying like, oh, you're going to wish you were back at work because um. Being, having a baby at home is so hard and obviously I've got I have like I've said I've got an easy baby but um I was like I really don't think that I think I will just love being at home like with her like I've always wanted to do that and then um this year came around and I was right I do love <laughs> I do love yeah. being at home yeah it's, it's I was the same like I for a while I was like oh my goodness like the thought of going back to work just I was just like, I just mentally couldn't get my head around it and mm-hmm. then I don't know, something switched and I was like, I'm actually looking forward to it. Like I was like, you know, I think it's maybe different when you're not going back full time because that was the same for me. Like I think it would be different if you were having to go back full time, like having to go back before you're ready. Like it's so nice to be able to make the call when you're ready and like how much you're going to work. 
Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think they do I, that like, more as well. Like they start craving yes. stimulation and other kids and they yeah. can't and get also it's the best for them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like in our house, yeah, like, you know, there's not, it's not like so much, we can, only so much we can do. And like the walks, she's even like, okay, yeah, like I've already been on this loop today. Like, <laughs> <laughs> can we go home? Like it's kind of like, okay, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, so true. Hey, what is something you wished you knew about babies or becoming a mum that you didn't know that you think would have been helpful to know earlier on? Like what's your what's your piece of advice or wisdom that you would give to like a good friend who was about to have a baby? Um well we kind of touched on it before. I would like to I guess it didn't wouldn't really matter if I knew or not, but I just I would have liked to have known more about breastfeeding and the yeah. kind of the the stuff that comes with it. And then my other advice would be don't buy all the things and all the clothes before your baby is here because I went like crazy with all the zero to three months because I was like but you really don't know what size your baby's gonna be and she was in newborn everyone was like don't buy newborn size buy zero to three she was in newborn for so long and she didn't wear hardly any of her zero to three months and then I've just been able to buy stuff that she actually needs as we go. Like I, I got yeah. kind of panicked towards the end of my pregnancy. I was like, I need everything. I need all the all the equipment. I need all the things. I need it all just like, because I'm not going to have any time on my hands when I've got a newborn. It's like, like people don't realize you have so much time when, well, in my fortunate case, I had a lot of time on my hands because they sleep so much of the time. It, it is really not too much to ask to like go out and quickly like get something from Bait to Babies or Dimples or a one-stop shop that has like, everything and then you can like nip back and then you know feed them or or you can get someone else to go pop to a shop and do it like you don't need to get absolutely everything before they're they're there and especially with clothes I I'm still trying to make use out of some of her she's only just fitting her winter so I like bought all the winter stuff on sale last year and she it's coming into spring now and she's only just fitting her three to six so I was like I'm just trying to get a wear out of her stuff now like it's it's yeah I it's I would buy the clothes as I go and I think not worried too much about the things that you need. Like I had huge um, Excel lists of what I needed and it's like, you don't really need all that stuff. <laughs> and also I found as well, like you've got a lot of time to online shop, even if you're not up for getting yes. out of the house with yes. your newborn, like you've got some time to online shop and it's actually quite nice having like parcels arrive. Exactly. Yeah. You, know? yeah, you do. Yeah. That. And also like your life's not over when you have a baby. Like I was always like, Oh my God, I, I need to do all the things around the house too. Like, and it's like, you still can get stuff done. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mad rush of like, got to have everything ready for when the baby arrives. But then you're like, well, I'm actually home a lot now. So I've got some time. And to also do they don't, and like the nursery, like that was a huge thing. It's like, I wanted it perfect. It's like, they're not in their room for so long like I, I could have got all the stuff sorted like in those newborn days but I was like it, it was nice to have it all ticked off but I mean yeah it's it's not necessary, like you know you don't need to do it straight away I so agree is there I'm I could just keep chatting to you it's just like having the nicest catch-up <laughs> I, I would love I'd love to know if you have a memorable poo explosion story with Gia or has she not even put you through that like is this oh child? no Okay, I, I, I said she's the most dream chill, easygoing baby, but I will say she had a, expl- like a poo explosion. Her whole life was a poo explosion, memorable <laughs> poo explosion. She pooed, like, no joke, 8 to 15 times a day, and, like, they oh. were explosive. Like, I've had shit all over me, all over Anton, all over the wall, all over the change mat leaked through every single outfit like she was hectic and I had no idea like you put her in the car you put her in a cute little outfit then you drive off and I'd hear like this thundered noise and I was like oh god and then she was just like and it would just leak the nappies were not doing their job for her first first four or five months of her life they were just not containing her her explosions and I was like what is going on here and people were like you need to like try other brands and stuff and I actually just went up a size to something that because she was like within the weight range of the size one or whatever because she was so tiny but I actually just went up to a size two even though she was not at that weight because I was like I need the extra 
the extra um, layers to contain, <laughs> to contain these this poo. And after that, I kind of um, it kind of got a bit more contained. It was just like the leaking. Like in every outfit, I was like, oh god, I had to instantly hand wash it so it didn't stain, and then it would just go everywhere. But when I started introducing a um, formula bottle at four or five months or whatever it was, that she did start tightening up a bit then. And I was like, okay, it's um, it's obviously I did ask the doctor about it too when we were there and he was like that's pretty normal for a breastfed baby they can go one or two ways like they can go either not for days or they can do as many times as you're saying and I was like okay so it's normal and I was like I just did not know about that I did not know that babies so yeah I don't have one story I just have a whole period of time that that's all I saw was that that's crazy I literally went the other way and he could I think the longest he went was six days without a poo oh it was only breastfed like once once solid started like that completely changed but I'd start getting nervous to leave the house because I was like when is this going to come yeah that that would also worry I guess I would rather her go than not go because then you're thinking oh like I hope she's not getting a sort of tummy or constipated or anything. But like she was just going so much and I was like it was like I was like, is she gonna really like everything she's eating is going through and then yeah, but apparently it's normal. And that has definitely especially now with solids, I'm like, okay, now we're kind of I can go places and I don't have to worry like about changing your nappy five times and we're in new market more. Like you'll be okay. <laughs> Like how many nappies do I bring out with me? Like is yes. three all good? Like it seems and like how it many would be, pairs but... of clothes do I need to bring as well? But yeah, yeah, oh definitely. Goodness. Yeah. So that was her one not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I have just loved chatting to you. It's been so nice to hear about how everything's been going for you and Gia. Which just it's so nice to hear like such a positive, happy motherhood journey. Yeah. So. Very happy for you. Thank you so much for coming on oh, and sharing. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Thank you for having me. It's been fun.